We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, Notre Dame fans, to another commitment edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime. That's Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. And Brian, I hope uh, you, you use your 90 minutes um, wisely uh, that we have not been live today. No, and, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> But we are back. Hey, dinner. That's about all I had time for. <laughs> I know, that's for. all I did, too. Hey, dinner, um, got this stuff published, and then we got some breaking news, which we, we kind of anticipated, and that is Vince. Yes. Jaden Bellamy has committed to Notre Dame. That is right, and and it was uh, somewhat expected, and yet not, and uh, we... No, it was expected. It was, I mean, you're okay. trying to be nice, okay. but we knew this was going to happen. He committed okay. to Notre Dame uh, about a week ago and just was going to kind of go public maybe a little over a week ago now. Okay. And it was just about going public and just making sure that he spent the time to, to, to let the emotion of the visit wear off. Right. So that he was making a calm, rational decision. And And that decision was Notre Dame. And tonight he is in the class and we'll dive into all the ins and outs, but you know, this is, this is how good recruiting is supposed to go. And I'll explain Mm -hmm. why as we dive Mm -hmm. into the show. So, so Jaden Bellamy is a member of the 22 class. Uh, he's from Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. He's 5'11", 175, um, mainly beat out Penn State for him, but yep. he had offers from Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Florida State, Michigan, Nebraska, Tennessee, Wisconsin. So all the big boys yep. were involved um, in some form or fashion. His so, final six yeah. was Notre Dame, Penn State, Rutgers, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. I would say was his final top. six, but okay. it really came down to Penn State and Notre Dame. So okay, at least they can beat Penn State on one side of the ball. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. It's, it's sorry. okay. And if you were going to ask me to guess what side of the ball that might have been, yeah. It, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um. So, Jaden Bellamy again, a part of the 22 class. So let's let's talk 
about Jaden Bellamy, what kind of player is Notre Dame getting, and how does he fit into the Irish defense, Brian? Well, the one thing I like about Jaden is, you know, he's a consensus three-star recruit right now, so this isn't like a prime-time, okay. you know, elite, move-the-needle type of guy. Here's some things I like about Jaden Bellamy, though. Number one is he's versatile. Um, we're going to watch some film here in a minute of him. We're going to start with sophomore film where he was at St. John Vianney in New Jersey. Okay. And I might be saying that wrong. It might be Vianney. I apologize. Uh, where he played corner. His dad uh, uh, played defensive back at Rutgers and I believe played in the NFL for a while as a, as a cornerback. So he has a nice pedigree. Really like the pedigree, obviously. That's better than a nice pedigree. That's pretty darn good pedigree. I was going to say, yeah. And then we go film to, of him as a junior at Bergen Catholic and he's playing safety. And he's actually sort of, you know, his game fits safety really well. He's got the body of a corner. He's a kid that brings that versatility we talk about. Could he, he could play field corner. He could play nickel. If his body fills out the way that the staff hopes it fills out, he'd even bring some safety versatility to the table. He's a kid that can play special teams. And he's a kid that gives you good depth at that position. Gives you good length. And he gives you good speed. And the one thing we're going to see on film is there's a lot of things in his game that need to continue to improve from a technical standpoint. But the one thing about him that you like is he can run. And when you're going to take a chance on a kid that maybe needs a lot of work and maybe has some projectability to him, you want to find a kid that can run. Sure. And can run. Very good. You all right? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm sorry. I lost my place, so I wanted to get back in. So are, are we uh, are we prepared to dive into the film, or where do you want to talk about kind of where he lands, yeah, I mean, how you we'll, see him in Mar Marcus Freeman's defense? Well, we, we'll talk about that sort of as we're watching film. We'll okay. talk about that after we watch film. But, you know, I mean, really it just comes down to Vince. He's a guy that brings that that versatility that, that they want. You know, the, the days of just we're recruiting you to play one position and you're going to play one position is – it's kind of gone for the most part. I mean, sure. there are, will be guys like that. I mean, that's what Junior Chalamaka was. So there will be some players like that. But when you talk about secondary yeah. and linebacker, you need to have some versatility. I mean, when, when we talk about receiver and, and offensive line, it's about getting your best five on the field, right, to a degree. Well, if you have a bunch of guys that are just pigeonholed into one position, then that that limits your flexibility. I mean, Notre yeah. Dame is going to sign several corners, and they signed four last year. Three of them, I believe, could play safety. You've got now a second commitment at cornerback in the 2000, and I don't even I don't even necessarily count him as a corner. I count him as just a DB. Notre Dame's recruiting him to start a corner. They're going to give him a chance at corner, but I mean, they've also talked to him about. Look, one of the things they like about him is that he can play multiple positions. Mm -hmm. And you, you you talk about Jaden Mickey's more of a pure corner nickel, but this Jaden Bellamy's a kid that can play corner, can play nickel, can play safety. Other guys on the board that we'll dive into that bring versatility to the table. You you now have guys that can go play safety and not play safety because gee they couldn't stick a corner. That that's not what you want to have to have an elite defense. It's guys that hey we've got six really good corners. For right. example, just making an argument, they can't all play corner. Right. Okay, let's find out who the best corners are. Let's see which guys could maybe go be stand out to safety, and then that's how you build your depth chart. And that's really what Notre Dame is focusing on. And, even though after signing four corners last year and three corners the year before, they're focusing more on corners in this class because they understand that in today's game, give me some big, long-rangey corners, and I can find some ho a home for some for those guys at a lot of different places. Whereas if you sign a bunch of safeties, their safeties are linebackers. Mm -hmm. Corners can be corners mm -hmm. or safeties, and that's really what they're looking for. More range, more speed, more playmaking ability, and that's what they want. And that's what Jaden Bellamy brings to the table. And, and that last part, that playmaking ability, is something that we're going to see when we pop on the film. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Excelente. So sophomore film, we're going to see him at corner. Uh, junior film, we're going to see him at safety. So we're going to see that versatility right off the bat, right? Yes, absolutely. And we're going to, we're going to start off here. This is going to be sophomore film of him, uh, St. John Vianney in New Jersey. And as you're going to see, you're going to see him playing a lot of corner in this film. And, and you're going to see a kid that's very technically uh, raw, let's just say, technically mm-hmm. raw. But he, again, you look at that closing, that closing speed. speed yeah. right? It's the first thing that stands out. And the other thing you're going to see from him is a kid that's a willing hitter. You know, very unorthodox technique. Because again, sophomore in high school. Right. Because you're going to see a kid that's a quality athlete, a kid that's got some speed, and a kid that gets his hands on a lot of footballs, both as a cornerback and a safety. And that's something that I that I really like uh, in, in a defensive back. Look, if you're a defensive back and you're not making plays in high school, you're not going to all of a sudden start making plays in college. Right. Right. You've got decent hands there. Yeah, I like the fact that he plays both ways. He plays both both ways at both schools. That's the example of what I'm talking about, right? Like, look at that right there. Like, he's playing tight coverage, right? Because they have yeah safety help. He's got his got his eyes in the backfield playing. See, he's playing that double move, right? So right. they run a slant snap. He understands zone. He knows, hey, I don't need to worry about that slant. That's not my guy. I got my eyes inside on number two. Sees the outcut, reads the quarterback, and makes a great play on the ball. That's makes that's an what athletic move on for. the ball with good hands too. I like that. More of him playing wide receiver. <clears throat> Again, very unorthodox kid, but he can run. Got to accelerate through the look back, Vince. <laughs> yeah, he slowed down as soon mm-hmm. as he turned his head. Yep. This is a nice pedal. Now, again, you're not going to really see that transition ability because they don't ask him to backpedal. But this is how Alabama teaches. Nick Saban does not teach backpedals. See that quick hips? Now, watch him plan on that right foot and drive downhill. And then he reads again. Look at him getting his eyes on the quarterback. He's feeling that route. So you can, he's feeling out the route he's supposed to get. They're playing zone. So they're playing cover four, right? So essentially, cover four in this instance means if that guy's going to go to the post and there's an outbreaking route, then he knows that, that that post route's being sent off to the safety. And he now jumps the outcut. That's basically what you do. Plays the great angle, steps in front of the ball. It's a really impressive football play. Okay, but he's definitely not a wide receiver. God accelerate <laughs> through the look back. <laughs> He comes through like he's into a slow jog when he looks back to the football. Yeah. See, he's, Same he's thing a there. DB. He's yeah. a DB playing receiver. Look, he's he's an athlete that the high school coach is smart. Put him on both sides of the ball because he can make yep. plays at the high school You can level. see, again, this is sophomore film, just a reminder for people who, who – but this is nice speed. Look at him split that defense. I believe he played against 
Clarence Lewis in high school, I believe. Okay. His, his the the team that you know the, Clarence's team. I could be wrong on that. That's just broken coverage, but still. Yeah. Did you see the speed? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get back to corner. I want to <laughs> see more of him playing DB. Absolutely. Okay, so th- so this may not look like a highlight, but look, this is the deal. Okay, he's he. This is a cover two look. Okay, so essentially, I think it's cover two. It looks like cover two, right, Vince? I mean, because both corners are playing aggressively. This does not look like a, a, a four. I mean, teams will show cover two and then roll to four. This looks like cover well, two. And if you look at the the, the the corner closest to us, he stops mm-hmm. and he sits right in the uh, in the flat. So that. So what I like about this is, two. you know, the safety obviously has the deep half, but but Jaden reads this and he has no threat. There's no one threatening him right now. So you, what your job is to get underneath the corner route, which is what he does. See how he feels that he takes away the corner route. Okay, so that's positive number one because smash, and this is essentially like an in, an inverted smash. They have a corner out by the outside guy or the inside guy. It's actually what it is. It's almost like a um, a snap concept, Vince, where the outside guy is going to sit, and then you're going to get like a little out cut. But it's a, it's a version. It's a triangle concept that's a version of a of a smash concept, which is a really good route against concept against cover two. That's something you want against cover two. He sees that, gets up underneath it. And takes it away. And that's, I mean, that's that's what I like. He's not really threatened by, I'd like to see him maybe get to the flat a little bit sooner when he sees that that tight end going out there. But that's not necessarily his responsibility right away. And he, he keeps his eyes downfield and, again, sees the ball, gets his hands on the football. Well, and what I like so far from what I'm, what I'm seeing uh, from him is his feel for the game and his feel for what offenses are doing to him, right? Um, he has a feel for the routes that are mm-hmm. taking place around him. And then he's got that natural athletic closing speed uh, th- that just makes it even better, right? Like you can tell he understands what he's seeing and and he can feel it and all of that, but then he's got the athletic ability yeah. to make teams pay for it. You can see a little bit of that speed right here. And the thing I like too about him on defense, Vince, is he's aggressive, but not he, – he's aggressive once he knows you're committed mm-hmm. as a quarterback. He's very patient until he knows you're committed – then he's aggressive on the football. And and you don't often see that from sophomores. There's a speed right there just pulling mm-hmm. away from everybody. Again, you can see that acceleration. You can see that speed, good ball skills. His he's ball skills are actually one of, one of uh, the big check marks for me mm-hmm. because a lot of times for a defensive back, you don't see great ball mm-hmm. skills as far as catching the football. As a, yeah. Some nice plays as a on sophomore. Defense. Yeah, on defense. Yeah, on defense. Correct. Ball skills don't always translate. Sometimes they do, but they don't always translate. That's a really nice play right there. Yeah, really. Was. So this kid's just a good football player, and that, yeah. that's the thing is, I mean, look, there's the parts about his game. He got a three and a half star grade for me because there's some technical things I need to see. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. Know, I, I, I don't wrong. know if he's a natural corner, right? That's another thing that I that I that I'm unsure of. We'll watch the last couple of plays, and then we're gonna we're gonna get to some of his junior film. Because you don't see him get a chance to hit a lot. This is the last play we're going to see. You don't get a chance to see him hit a lot in this film because he's playing corner. Mm-hmm. But one thing you're going to see when you watch film, that's that, that's what I'm talking about too, Vince, is that this looks like an aggressive play, but it's actually a pretty patient play. So you, you can see the patience coming out of the snap. He's patient in his pedal. The, 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 the receiver's clearly not threatening him deep because the receiver's coming off like half speed. So he knows mm-hmm. he's not threatening him deep. The guy works inside. Jaden doesn't overcommit. He gets his eyes inside, reads the, finds the quarterback, and then gets his eyes on the handball. Mm-hmm. He gets his eyes on the football. Uh, you can tell I'm pretty tired. Gets his <laughs> eyes on the football, and and that's the kind of thing you want to see, Vince. Is you you want to see a kid 
<clears throat> that has that combination of patience and aggressiveness. That's something Julian Love was really good at. Yes, he was. Julian was was you know if you watch him play and you watch him play the ball, you think, boy, he was really aggressive player. But then when you actually watch Julian from like an all twenty two type of thing, or if you're up in the press box, like we had a chance to watch him play, then what you see saw from Julian Love is he was actually really patient. He wasn't going to commit until you until he knew you were throwing the football. Or, or he read your route correctly, or you know, I mean, he he had to get a read first, which is why you didn't often see J- Julian uh, giving up double moves a whole lot. Yeah, you know, because right. that's you'd think a guy that had that many pass breakups in his career would be getting beat on double moves because hey, he's probably jumping, but that was that combination of foot of of patience plus intelligence, and then to be able to to get on the ball is something you don't often see. So now we're gonna watch some film of Jaden Bellamy as a junior at Bergen Catholic, which is obviously, if you're not familiar with it, is one of the best programs on the East Coast, without question. So do you have any watch. idea why he why he moved schools? I, I, I do Just not. Out of curiosity. I do not. Okay. I mean, it, it's a better program. Sure. So he does not have the ball here. This is just, no, okay, just he can run. showing how fast he is. Okay, he got faster uh, from sophomore year to junior year. Just going to say it. He he beat that dude to the end zone. And it mattered because if he doesn't doesn't do that, that guy guy doesn't score. Yeah, it mattered. Yeah. So now you're going to see him playing a lot of the slot. Again, look at that patient feet, right? Now what you you get nervous about here is you have a guy that's that's waiting on a route to declare. What will often happen with DBs is they'll flat foot, okay? And they'll flat foot, and what that means is when a guy tries to make an out cut or a guy tries to run by them, they're not in the position to then drive on the ball. Even though he's staying in position, look, his feet keep moving. His feet keep moving. He's light on his toes, light on his toes, and bam, he drives on the ball, right? And so what I like here is he reads the route, and then when he jumps the route, his eyes immediately go inside to find the football. He knows where the route is, okay? I jumped the route. Now I got to find the football. Mm-hmm. That's an instinctive thing that you don't that, that that isn't necessarily something that you teach. You can work on it and those type of things, but to to have it to that level, Vince, it's a thing that he he's an instinctive kid. He, he naturally mm-hmm. gets it. Now, this is the thing you're going to see from junior film, Vince. A lot more of that. A lot more opportunities to hit people. Again, patient. Now, again, on this one, I actually think he kind of he gets on this route a little bit late. Yeah, I was going to say he was but a little slow on it. Look how quickly yeah. he drives on the route, though. And the hit is what jostles the ball. I believe right. that was an incompletion. But he gets downhill in a hurry. Yeah, there's the ball. Mm-hmm. Gets downhill in a hurry. Nice pedal. See, now it's funny. At corner, we never saw him pedal. Now that he's a safety, <laughs> we're seeing him pedal. Right. But but that's a nice foot quickness, nice easy pedal, nice fluid pedal. He's not stiff. Okay, decent open and run ability. And I think that this – see, this is if you're Notre Dame because they do ask their corners to pedal. If you're Notre Dame, this is actually helping you evaluate, can this kid play corner for us? No question, because look at him twist his hips. Right. And he's moving, he's right at the guy in his back back hip, and he goes and challenges for the ball at the highest point. And he does a great job of staying on top of the route. Okay? Right. He has underneath help, right? right? So you've got to stay on top of that route and then play through the receiver without interfering. That's a really, like, that's a really fundamentally sound coverage concept there, or coverage execution there by Jaden. He doesn't try to undercut the route because what happens there is you can't necessarily – it's a little harder to judge where the ball is going to be coming out of the hand. If you undercut that right there and that quarterback gets a little bit more on it than you think, you're undercutting that route. He's going over top of you and it's right. six. I hope uh, right? 
that that kid who got that interception thanked Jaden because he that kid got burnt and Jaden going up at the top of the apex mm-hmm. and bringing that ball down was allowed him to get that interception. Yeah. Does two great things here, Vince. He's playing safety again. Got he has his eyes on the quarterback. He know he can feel that in, in cut coming, and he does a great job of jumping the in cut. Okay, here that's the first thing he did. The second thing he did is there's no pressure on the quarterback, right? Or excuse me, there's pressure on the quarterback, right? But they don't get him down, so that receiver keeps working. So Jaden's working one way. Ball doesn't come. He doesn't lose the receiver. He sees the receiver keep working. He sees the pressure in front of him. And instead of kind of getting caught in the backfield, he never loses the receiver, stays in front, keeps that good angle. When I talk about playing with good angles in football, that's a perfect example of it. Staying in front of that route, beat the receiver to the ball. This one was not as good of an angle, but he still makes a play on the ball. Very disruptive. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of plays in the football. Very loose, very fluid athlete. A lot more fluid than I thought he was going to be, to be honest with you, Vince. Well, he's a lot more fluid in his junior film than he was in his mm-hmm. sophomore film. Now, I mean, this I like. Look, patience, 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 explode to the ball. Right? Because what happens is if he bites too hard here, then maybe there's a cutback lane. Maybe the guy's coming inside. Maybe he overpursues and the guy cuts inside of him. Patient, patient, stay inside out, and then bam. Make that guy once that guy commits outside, you exploded the football. It's a really good football play right there. He, he almost looked like a linebacker there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, put, kind of yeah. coming down in the box mm-hmm. and making that play. It looks like that was a fourth down play too. The way that they're reacting, uh, you can see that you can, can see, see the, the mark at the there. top. Yep. Yeah. So this is a big time play. Fourth and short comes down. Bam. So this one's on this this versatility. I mean, he'll have to fill out to be able to play safety on a full time basis. But you see, he's got the foot footwork, the instincts. He'll hit. He's you know he he's got the instincts for. It. I mean, instincts for. It. I mean, there's a lot he can do as a safety. Even though he's built more like I've said this, Vince. He's a safety in a cornerback body, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how I look at his game right now at this particular moment. Again, patience, patience. He sees the run, but he doesn't overcommit. This is so important. That's a smart football player. And then once he sees it, he pursues on the ball, plays with a good angle, nice open and makes tackle. the play. He's a really sound football. Is he elite at anything? No. Is he bad at anything? No. It's just a really smart football player. That's how you play the alley as a safety. Yes. Yes. <laughs> walk, walk people through that, Vince. I mean, he's, right in the look, he's, of the playing, field. he's playing middle of the field, free safety. He's moving with the motion. Right. But as soon as he sees that handoff, he follows, he follows, he follows. And as soon as he gets a hole... He accelerates right. through it and makes a nice open field tackle. And he stays with an outside angle because the Correct. thing is, if he gets caught inside, there's nobody else out there in his Correct. mind. He's, he, you know, he's he's got to realize that. Whereas if you can funnel this guy back inside, you have pursuit. You have yep. linebackers in pursuit. So really, really smart football that player. Right? I mean, that was textbook. Yeah. And again, the speed difference between sophomore film and, and senior yeah. film, I mean, sophomore and junior film, mm-hmm. is noticeable. Yeah. It is noticeable. It, he's grown into his body. Yeah. He didn't look, more. he doesn't look as unorthodox as, at times right. he did as, he as a kind of ran a little bit like I, I, I like to call it like a baby deer. Yep. You know, like you yep. haven't quite grown into your legs and things. He's much more under control. Um, and the speed is, is evident. All right. So that's Jaden Bellamy. And, and it, it is interesting. He has a teammate, Jaden Gould, who is also there, who Notre Dame was very much in on early. And, and I honestly feel like if Notre Dame would have pushed for him, 
Notre Dame would have had Jaden in the class. There are some reasons why, not just talent related. He had an injury that made them gave them pause. But at the state, they prefer Jaden Bellamy over Jaden Gould. I mean, they just felt he fit their he fit their offense or their defense better. And and that versatility and just the ability to play multiple positions is something that um, you know that that I that really worked out. So mm-hmm. I, he is um, he's a really good football player. Vince. Well, I think it's a good, good get because player. he's an instinctual football player. You can teach him some of the 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 little things, the, the minutiae, things, right? right? I mean, but you you could see it in the sophomore film and the junior film. He has such a good feel for what offenses are doing to him. And I know mm-hmm. I, I said that previously, but I just want to reiterate it. You can't teach that. I mean, mm-hmm. you can try to teach that, but guys either have it or they don't, and mm-hmm. I, it just is what it is. And he has it. He. Is he has the instincts of a defensive football player when he's in coverage, and um, and like I said, he plays the alley from the safety position in the run game extremely well. Whether he's coming from a box position or he's coming from a free safety position, I, I thought that he played those extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look, maybe he's not a five star because there's things that he has to clean up, um, and his in you know cleanup is not clean it up, but he, he his size probably isn't ideal for a safety, like you said. Um, just watching that film, I like him as a safety, but mm. he's going to have to get bigger in order to be a safety. Now, can he play corner? Yeah, he could play corner, um, mm-hmm. but he's going to have to be taught a little bit more of the nuances of playing corner uh, as opposed to playing safety. I, fe- I feel like, and you made you as a great observation by you, he's a safety in a cornerback's body. Mm-hmm. He, he has the instincts of a safety. Yeah, there, there's no question in my mind. Um, but his size is going to probably push him to corner. But he has that early on flexibility. Yeah, right. And he's got the speed that you look for yes. as a corner. Yeah. You know, he's got that recovery speed. And well, that's the thing is that yeah. I like about him too is, you know, could he stake a corner? Ah, we'll see. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see it, what's going on with him. But I think the talent is there for him to, to maybe develop that. But here's sure. the thing, though. We talked about this. Notre Dame has said they want a nickel. They want they, – they, from my talking to the sources I've talked to, the, the, they'd like that nickel player when they go to a true 5DB look. They'd like that guy to be more of a corner, right? They want a guy that can cover like a corner. Well, to me, you've got a guy that can hit and mm-hmm. has the, the you know length to play safety but has more of a cornerback body and can run like a corner. Yeah, that's an ideal that's nickel. That's another thing where I, I look yeah. at that position. Boy, that's a position I'd really like to see Jaden Bellamy get a chance to play. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really, really yeah. good point. I, and you, you know, you told me going in that he was a fast kid. His sophomore film didn't necessarily show me that. For a sophomore, I thought he had but, speed. Yeah. that's the thing is you got to be relative to to what Fair the enough. expectation is but at that at that his level. Junior film, I I love the speed on his junior yeah. film. Like I said, he looked more in control of his body as a junior than he did as a sophomore. And you're right, mm-hmm. he's 15 years old as a sophomore. Right. You know, so you're going to mature into your body a little bit more from your sophomore to your junior year. Uh, there's, there's no question, but I, I loved his speed on his junior film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can run. And so mm-hmm. I think, again, versatility, instinctive, yeah. makes a lot of plays on the ball, can run, comes from a great program, yep. uh, has the pedigree you know, with his dad. So, again, he's that kind of kid that I look and say, right now is he a four-star player? He did not grade out as a four-star player for me, partly because of some of the technical things, right? Mm-hmm. And then – you know, the, the game can match in the body, those types of things. And then we just haven't seen him play a ton because he did play in one of those COVID-shortened seasons, but there's a lot to like mm-hmm. about him. And, and so let's talk a little bit about his recruitment, Vince, because to me, yeah, okay. earlier I said this is how you're supposed to recruit. Jaden Bellamy is an interesting kid because I'm pretty confident in saying there were other corners they liked on the board 
that graded out maybe a little higher, right? Okay. Guys that are more natural corners, including some guys that 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 are still out there. But the way that Notre Dame treated Jaden Bellamy, they treated him like a priority for a while. And so this is sort of a thing where had you landed a couple other kids sooner, you, you may not take Jaden Bellamy, right? You may not have room for him. But because you recruited him like you're supposed to recruit all the players on your board, it, there was never this feeling for on Jaden's end that he wasn't a priority, that he wasn't as you know as high on the board mm-hmm. as Kamara Rogers or Devin Moore or Benjamin Morrison. So then when you lose Kamara Rogers and it, 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 you're starting to kind of fade a little bit with Benjamin Morrison, there's no turning up the heat on right. Jaden Bellamy. It's just, well, we've already been treating him like he's a priority mm-hmm. because he was a priority. And and so you could you could say, well, maybe he was a plan B. I don't see it that way because maybe he would have been for me on my evaluation of him just because you know I can be more rigid because I'm not the one actually coaching in those type of things and putting these boards together. But just from a pure grading them one, two, three, four, which isn't necessarily how you do it as a coach. You have guys, okay, take category, not take right. category. Right. Well, he was always in the yeah. take category for them. And they treated him like a take, and and they would have taken him. And and again, it, it fits the pattern of in this class, they are trying to load up on as many long, athletic, versatile defenders as they can. Yeah, he checks it, those boxes. That's absolutely one. And then next year, they can focus more on maybe the the AJ Harris elite talents, and and he d- brings all those things. But they they made him a priority, even though maybe there were other guys who who they would have. Put it like this: there were other guys that they that had had Jaden wanted to commit it early, maybe they would have said. Maybe they would have said, wait a minute. I don't know. But there are other guys that they would have taken and not waited for Jaden. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and so it's going to make it, – it's sounding like I'm saying something negative about him. I'm not because they liked him. They've been higher on him than I have been, for example. Uh, and then as you go back and see the sophomore film and there's some things, you say, you know, there's some things to like. And so I, I really like this pickup, but I like how they recruited him. That's how – when I talk about – you hear me say things like recruit your whole board. This is a perfect example, and, and and it's it paid off. They got a mm-hmm. really good football player with offers from Clemson and Ohio State and Oklahoma yeah. and Penn State. That's and, where the whole uh, star thing for me gets thrown out the window, right? Like, and not completely because it's a piece of the puzzle. But when you see the offer list, like that, and and you've said it a bunch of times when you're talking about the stars and things. Sure, this kid's a three star. Okay. But if he's being offered by the Ohio States, the Clemsons, that you know, if he's being offered by those programs, mm-hmm. I, I don't care what the star is. You right. beat those programs to get this kid, and that's that. That's big to me. Yeah, and that's that's where they're at. So I, I really like this recruitment. I like how it went down. I love his versatility. There's a lot to like about Jaden Bellamy. And he now becomes the second defensive back commit in the class. He joins Jaden Mickey, who committed to Notre Dame several months ago from California. So two Jadens from two opposite sides of the country, which is what I love about following recruiting at Notre Dame. Uh, and so you look at what's next. So yes. this is this is a corner, right? This is a cornerback. They are recruiting him as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. But because of that flexibility, Notre Dame is still open to anyone that's left on the board. And so obviously Devin Moore is a major priority for them. But I've reached out to sources, and they are not stopping recruiting Benjamin Morrison because because of this. There's room for Benjamin Morrison because Jaden Bellamy can play three positions in the secondary, and that's another reason you get a kid like 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 
Jaden Bellamy because yeah, absolutely. you can say, hey, look, are you going to turn down Benjamin Morrison? I'm told absolutely not. Now, Benjamin Morrison's leaning in a different direction right now, but the staff is still going to keep recruiting him because he's really good and they like him a lot. But this now, you're in a situation where you're in really good shape here now because you have two guys that can play corner. They still want Devin Moore. They still want Be- uh, Devin, uh, excuse me, Benjamin Morrison. They still want Jake Pope. They still want Xavier Nwakpa. Getting Jaden Bellamy takes none of them off the board. They're all still on the board. Mm-hmm. Now, how the class fills out is going to determine maybe where you ultimately see Jaden Bellamy ending up. But right now, with how things are trending with Benjamin Morrison and Washington, it looks like he is definitely going to start off as a corner. That's how I see it. And even if they got Moran Morrison, I still think they'd give him a shot start at corner, in my opinion, and see if he sticks. Because maybe it's Benjamin Morrison you move to safety. Maybe it's Evan Moore you move to safety. Maybe it's somebody from last year's class. So they've been pretty adamant to me from the beginning that corner is the position we are we like him at. But we also love the fact that he can play multiple positions. So this is a big pickup. So now you've got two corners left on the board. That's really it. It's Devin Moore and Benjamin Morrison. I, like As I said, I think Benjamin Morrison's leaning more towards Washington right now. Devin Moore is what we've said for the last week. It's If he commits this summer, it's going to be Notre Dame in my opinion. The concern is that he's going to carry it into the fall, and then that's going to open up opportunities for Florida, Alabama programs like that mm-hmm. to get in the mix. So Notre Dame, it, it, they've got to close on Devin Moore. That's the next step. They've got that's to close too, on Devin yeah. Moore. If you close on Devin Moore, you feel really good about this cornerback class. Really good about this cornerback class. Even without Morrison. Yes. I mean, look, yeah. would I like to have Morrison? Yeah. I think he's really good. He's the yeah. number one cornerback on my board, but the gap between him and Devin Moore is like just like that much. Okay. As a pure corner, Devin Moore is the Devin Moore would, if I was doing like a Rivals 100 or a 247 100 or SI 99, I would have, I would have Devin Moore ahead of Benjamin Morrison because the thing that jumps him up from just a, a, a broad ranking without position specific is the fact that Devin Moore, to me, grades out just as high as a safety as he does a corner. Benjamin Morrison's more of a corner. Gotcha. But as a pure corner grade, so just as a corner, Benjamin Morrison graded out slightly higher than Devin Moore. But slightly higher meaning like two points in a in a almost 700-point thing was the <laughs> difference. Gotcha. Right? So it's yeah. like he's got one guy has a little better technique or something. And that's the difference. I mean, that's the, how close it was. They were clearly the top two corners on my board. Devin Moore was the higher priority for me because of what I said. Versatility. Yeah. I mean, and when I talk about a guy can play multiple positions, you have, you all have to understand where I'm coming from. I am not one of those people that says, hey, this guy can go provide depth at another position. That, that's not real versatility. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this on the show uh, earlier this week. Versatility, to me, in its traditional sense – is he can go start somewhere else, not just go be a backup somewhere because sure. you don't have good numbers. Jaden Bellamy, to me, is a player that, that if his body fills out appropriately, that he can be a starter at multiple positions. Devin Moore can not only be a starter at multiple positions, I think he could be a standout at multiple positions. And so that's why he would be the highest graded DB on my board under after Xavier Nwankpa is because of that versatility. So Devin Moore becomes a huge priority for Notre Dame as a corner. Uh, and then, of course, at safety, you've got Jake Pope, where Notre Dame is trying to push for him. They're in good shape there. And then, of course, you have Xavier Nwankpa. So that is the DB board right now. And it's for Notre Dame. You know who's on it. You know who you like. You've, Gotta go you've, get them. you've had guys not come. Hey, sorry, Nakai Martinez. We love you. But, you know, 
we're not going that direction. KJ Winston, the safety from DC, Maryland. Hey, we love you, but you know, we're this is it. This is the board. Devin Moore, Benjamin Morrison, Jake Pope, Xavier Nwankpo, right? So, uh, and if you want to order of most important, it's kind of one A, one B with Xavier Nwankpo and Devin Moore, because you know, Devin Moore's a you got to get him a corner, you got to get you got to get uh, Xavier Nwankpo safety. But then right behind him is, is Jake Pope. It, it, you know, I think that's a must. If you get Devin Moore, I'm okay not getting Benjamin Morrison because I, I feel like you have three corners. Like, would yeah. I take all of them? Absolutely. But as far as just evaluating the class, I'm okay there. Then it's about getting the two safeties, and you have to get at least one of them, preferably two is really where they'd like to be. So will they get both of them? That remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But right now, Notre Dame is either one or two for each one of those guys. Or I'd say one or one B for each yeah. of those guys. It's a good place now to it's be. about closing. Yeah, yeah, now it's about closing. And that's what we've talked so. about all along. And, I mean, with the, they're in on all these guys. It's just about closing the door. Yeah. So uh should be interesting. Yep, no question. Okay, no question. do you want to jump into some of these yeah. comments yeah. slash let's, questions, Brian? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh Beer Belly. Great name. Uh, film shows very good tackling. Not afraid to make contact. Big get for the yeah. secondary. Yeah, you know, especially the uh, the junior film. Especially shows that. I mean, you definitely see that hitting ability as a junior. Let's see. And then Beer Belly says uh, C.J. Williams posting Notre Dame on his Instagram story. Also announced his commitment date as well. Uh, looking great for Notre Dame. I believe that's a July fourth commitment date. Brian, uh, you sure about that? Well, uh, I, I didn't see that. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen that. I'm not uh, saying that that's not true. I'm just saying right. I haven't well, seen that. This is what the this is what the uh, the folks over here are saying. They're saying okay. when is this commitment date? Sunday on. So July. beer belly. I'm curious where where did you hear that? I'm not doubting you. I'm not disputing. I'm. Just I saying think I he said he put that. it. Up, uh, he posted it on his Instagram story. Okay, I'm looking at his Instagram now, oh, and okay. I don't see anything about July 4th being his commitment date. So right. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that that's not <laughs> true. I'm just saying I haven't right. seen that. I'll let you fish at the bottom of the comments to see if that gets answered, and I okay. will keep uh, firing through here. Uh, Kevon McPherson says, I always had a feeling he'd end up in the class, especially considering he plays with Angeli at BC. Okay, yeah, and, and that's another part of this that we didn't discuss. Is he is a he was a high school teammate of Steve Angeli, so now Notre Dame has two Bergen Catholic kids, which is important because Notre Dame has not – done as well at Bergen Catholic as you'd expect them to do at Bergen Catholic. So I think it's really huge for them to get two kids from that class two or two kids from that school in, in the same class. That's, that's going to be very good for Notre Dame. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John says it would be nice to see some big time recruits pop, especially on offense. Mm, yeah. Uh, we're going to get that a lot. <laughs> Agreed. Are you just like having trouble finding questions? Well, Too, a, lot a lot of, of comments. You- People are saying, you know, need to do better on offense. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Oh, I'll, we got to uh, pull this chat up here. Yeah, real you quick. Do Thomas that. Walsh has been busy today. Appreciate it, man. Oh, no kidding. Yep. No, appreciate two shows in one day. You guys are killing it. We are doing our best. I'm ki- what I'm killing is my throat is what I'm killing. But you know what? <laughs> hey, what's what's the rule? Okay. Can I tell you something that happened on Twitter the other day? So uh, when I so Vince, while you were gone, we started a show one night, and mm-hmm. I it just the service was bad. It was this thing was jacked up. I ended up losing. It was just really bad. I thought it was my fault. We were having storms that night. Oh Come yeah. Come to find out, it was a streamyard problem. Oh and okay. So I got an email later that night, so I put it up. I said, "Hey, looks like it wasn't my fault." So to which some someone on Twitter, and, and I just this is one of the most best response ever re- replied. Rule number seventy six: no excuses. <laughs> 
<laughs> Play like a champion. Yes. Love uh-huh. it. You love it. So today, Thomas, I have learned my lesson. There are no excuses. I am I am podcasting like a champion today, buddy. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. But thank you very much for your yes, super chat. Absolutely. Earlier today and in this show. Yeah, I no really, doubt. really appreciate it. Jeff says, so is it me or did I notice two commit tweets from Coach Freeman? No, no, I don't believe you. I, 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 don't, I don't believe you saw two commit tweets. From okay, Coach all right. And, or I'll say this: I don't anticipate. And there's no one else that I'm aware of that has a commitment date that has okay. been announced. D Rock Irish, July Fourth weekend, starting off with a boom mm-hmm. with some recruiting news. Go I mean, is it is Irish. it wrong of me? Look, I'm not Catholic, right? But I do follow in the University of Notre Dame. Is it wrong that on July 4th weekend that Notre Dame got a commitment from a Jersey kid who <laughs> goes to a Catholic school? I mean, isn't that kind of like, you know, isn't that kind of appropriate right? at this point in time? That's what I think anyway. I like it. Jonathan says, uh, man, how are you going to manage to do another four-hour show? Uh, we're not, not. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We're not. That's, you know how I say we never we never not answer questions? There's a time limit on tonight's show where I'm saying, you know what, all, everybody, I apologize, but we're going to have to get back to this on Monday because <laughs> I'd like to be able to talk again at some, at some point in my life. Right. Uh, D-Rock Irish says, Brian's tea leaves are greater than crystal <laughs> balls can that can shatter. Well done, Brian. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, Appreciate right. that. No doubt about that. Uh, versatile as a player and also has a cool name. You know, I'm I'm one of those weird people that actually likes names and thinks like, you know, names. Because like you don't ever often see like f- really talented football players that got like goofy names. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, is it me? Because, you know, like think about the great Notre Dame players like Golden Tate. Right. Like Brady Quinn. Um, Jalen Smith, Manti Teo, Harrison Smith. I mean, I just think they all have like really cool names, you know, Will Fuller. There's no like, you know, John Smith or whatever. I mean, you got, <laughs> he's got a good name. He's got, I, I mean, mean, it flows really well, you know. I hear you. See, DC says Bellamy will knock your head off, likes to hit. That's a good thing. Yeah. And he's not I, a real big kid either. I mean, so he, he's bringing it, even though he's not a, a real huge kid. Sid Irish says, we still need Nwamka more. Pope and Lucas, no settling. Agree. And, and Sneed. Agreed. Yeah, right. Agree. And then Sid Irish says, Sneed is a given, I hope. Nothing's a given. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put yeah. that out there. Nothing yeah. is ever a given. I've yeah. learned that in my life. That's for sure. Yeah. You'll like this one. <sighs> it's true. It's truly amazing how much Coach Driscoll can talk for. Truly impressive. Unless you have tried this. Uh, you have no idea how difficult this is. It's Rush Limbaugh-esque. That's quite an honor. I know. I had to put that That's out there quite for an you. Honor. <laughs> no. it, is, it, is, it is not easy. Because it's not about having things to talk about. It's about being able to, number one, keep it interesting. And number two, still have a, a vocal cords when you're done. <laughs> uh, now we need to close with Xavier Pope and Devin Moore. And the secondary will be done unless Morrison yep. has a change of heart. Yep. Yeah, and, and Brent Byers has a really interesting observation that that is kind of what you and I were talking about, Vince. He goes, staying in a flow like he does is way harder than you think. And what he's referring to there is it. a lot of times in football, you see ball and you go get ball and you play out of control and you play and you lose that, that proper playing angle. And what Brent's referring to here is he stays in that proper angle to where if you try to outrun me to the sideline, I got the angle. If you try to cut back on me, I got the angle. That requires discipline, patience, and instincts. And he's got all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's really impressive. 
Let's see here. Uh, Next couple questions. Just we'll reiterate again. Corey yeah, D is Morrison no, leaning you. Washington. Yes. Tyler asks, wonder if Morrison is a take if if those first three look, I'm just telling you what I have been told as of a day and a half ago. Mm-hmm. When when everyone knew Jaden Bellamy was the person that I was talking to, knew Jaden Bellamy had committed to the staff, said is 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 Benjamin Morrison still a take? And it was of course. Right, they would they would make room for him. That you know, so so this is not a situation based on what I've been told by my sources. That oh, sorry Ben, you're out of room. If Benjamin Morrison wanted to come, they're going to stay. They're going to they're going to take him now. What I do think, however, is that if he commits to Washington, they're not going to keep recruiting him because they're going to like where they are. But sure. if he, it, but are they going to keep recruiting him until the point that he commits somewhere else? Absolutely, absolutely. And then there was a lot of comments in there about Washington being kind of like DBU. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, so like this is one of the questions. Sid Ivory yeah. says, yeah, I don't get Washington beating Notre Dame the last three, four years. Okay. So first of all, the last two, three years, Notre Dame has actually started to get some W's against Washington. They beat Washington for Isaiah Foskey. They beat Washington for Jordan Patelho. And then last year, Mike Mickens beat Washington for Chance Tucker. They wanted Chance Tucker and Notre Dame beat them for him. But, but you have to understand Washington under Jimmy Lake, Right with Jimmy Lake as the coach, has done a great job, and and I'm assuming others have said this. Vince has done a great job of putting DBs into the NFL. So yes. we're just going to look at it. So this past season, 2021 draft, he had Elijah Molden was a third round pick. In 2019, Byron Murphy was a second round pick. Taylor Rapp was a second round pick. Jordan Miller was a first fifth round pick in the same draft. <laughs> 2018, nobody because everybody was back. 2017. You had Kevin King, Buda Baker, and Sidney Jones all in the second round. So in a two-year span, he completely re- – so he after the 2016 season, which a year a year Washington went to the playoff, by the way, they had three DBs taken in the, in the, uh, the second round. And I believe one of those DBs, I think, tore his knee up and still got drafted. I think wow. that was the year that that happened. That might have been the uh, uh, Jordan Miller a couple years later, but they had – so in 2016, and then two years later in 2018, he revamped the secondary to the point where they had three more DBs taken again in the draft. You know, so so since he's a, been there, they had Marcus Peters sell. in the first round in 2015. You know, so so Desmond Trufant, and this is before Jimmy Lake, Desmond Trufant in 2013 was a first-round pick. So I've expressed this, how important this is in the past. This matters to kids, mm-hmm. Right. And you say, well, what about academics? What about academics? Because would you go to a school that that wasn't as good as another school at producing people into a professional level at your chosen major? Of course not. Well, it's it. we have to understand that football players, even ones that love academics and value academics, Brady Quinn's primary major at Notre Dame was still football. He was someone who graduated with a very high GPA and had two ma- ma- majors. But what I'm referring to when I say his true major is not that he didn't value academics because he did. It's that his first choice when he left college wasn't to go use his two degrees to go into the business world like it was for Steve Elmer. Right. His preference was to first go play in the National Football League. Correct. Right. right. So that's what I'm referring to. So if yes, this school may be great here. But if my chosen desire for professional, my professional life is to play football, and this school over here has put more DBs into the NFL in the last three years or four years than this other school has put in the last decade, then where are you going to go? Right. Right. And that's my point is if Notre Dame wants to start winning these battles, one thing they can do 
is, and again, I don't hold this against Mike Mickens, Chris O'Leary, and Marcus Freeman because it's not their responsibility. It's not their fault that this has been going on, right? They've owned them. Mickens is going into year two and, and Freeman and O'Leary in year one. But you're going to have to start putting some kids in the NFL and not just fourth round picks. Right. And their names has, I mean, you know, Troy, uh, Alohi Gilman was drafted, but sixth round. Troy Pride and Jolene Love were both fourth round picks. That's why it's going to be huge for Kyle Hamilton to be a first round pick. And why they've got to try to get Cam Hart and and you know guys currently on the roster, they got to turn them into NFL players. You start doing that, that can be the change. final straw yeah. for those for those kids. No question about it. Ashley Hill, he's not a gap closer. Um, I don't think so. No. Uh, what I think he is is he helps you have a really he helps solidify your secondary. You know, and not every kid is a gap closer, but some kids can be very important from the standpoint of. It makes sure that your group is healthy and strong and you have the depth. You know, I, I think you could, yeah, I, I would not. It, I'll say this, Ashley, two years ago, I might have said yes. in Because remember, we've expressed there's two types of gap closers. There's the guys that are gap closers because they're just so good. Then there's the guys that even though maybe they're not capable of playing in an Alabama, I don't think Jaden was a, necessarily a take at Ohio State, even though they were in his final group and and you know and he had an offer from them. I don't think it was a committable offer at the end of the deal. Right. But it, it still it's still better than what you had. And so then it, it is sort of a gap closer in that regards. Because of how well they recruited cornerback last year and safety last year. And then of course you've got Jaden Mickey now. I don't think it's necessarily a gap closer, but that's okay. This is a good pickup for Notre Dame, a, a, a really good pickup for Notre Dame. Jacob Steely says, looks like this kid loves to bait Big the time. quarterback. And I, I don't even know if I'd call it baiting. It's just that's the discipline with which he plays the game. Correct. You know, and, and he technically is baiting, but I don't think he's sitting back there thinking like, oh, I'm going to make him throw this ball. It's just part of how – it's part of yeah. being a smart, mm-hmm. instinctive football player. So it's how you can tell he's got good feel for what the offense is doing to him, and that that's the point that I was making while we were watching the film. He he just had he just understands where routes are going and mm-hmm. where quarterbacks want to go with the ball, yep. and yep. he and then he in addition to that he has the athletic ability to close and make the quarterbacks pay, at least at this yeah. level right now. Yeah. So and I want to speak to one of these debates that's raging. Okay. So uh, Tyler says Washington turns out a lot of good DBs and Sid Irish says, but what else? And then he says top 25 ND is top 10, not for DB. Again, he plays DB, right? And we're talking about Benjamin Morrison. It it doesn't matter if Notre Dame's better at producing offensive linemen or tight ends, or even if they're necessarily a better team. Number one, Notre Dame only has one more playoff appearance than Washington. Washington has a playoff appearance. They've been in the playoff recently, right? Number one, Washington is a, is a preseason top 15 to 20 team in most seasons, they're a good program. You can sell, hey, you're the guy that's going to help us get over that next level. But again, for his position, it doesn't matter if Notre Dame's a better team per se. Yes, they may be a better team, but they haven't shown the ability to develop me into a top pick. Washington has. And that should be very important for these kids. And again, it's not like he's going to Oregon State. Washington's been in the playoff recently. They got into the playoff before Notre Dame did. So this isn't like a bum program that, you know, that, that but again, it, it doesn't matter that Notre Dame is better at every other position but DB, if if we were to accept that argument, because that's what he plays. That's all sure. that should matter to him. And that's what and he cares Washington about. has recruited good talent on defense, so he's not going to be playing right. on, a, on a defense with a bunch of bad players. They've recruited very well on that side of the ball. 
D-Rock says, let's enjoy the moment. Freeman did enjoy join at Notre Dame just for the ride. I believe he will develop all his defensive group players and coaches. I agree. I mean, he did that at Cincinnati. I yeah. mean, we've got to see him do it at Notre Dame, but he did that at Cincinnati. That's the thing that, that I loved about the, and that's the reason he was my sort of my number one pick for D coordinator, bef- you know, when, when Clark Lee was going to leave. It's, it's not just that Cincinnati was affected, but you watch – Vince, you can watch guys play and realize, hey, they're, they're winning because they're just t- more talented than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then there's guy you're like, good Lord, this team is well coached. Good Lord, this team is disciplined. Good Lord, this team is coached. It was taught. They, they, whoever's doing the teaching with this group is doing it. Doing, well, and that's what you saw from him. And to, be, and to be honest with you, that's what I saw when I watched Cincinnati play in their bowl game. Right. I, mean, I, I remember – Yeah, Georgia had better players than they did. I, I remember sitting there in my basement – watching the game and I was texting you mm-hmm. I'm on board with Marcus Freeman to Notre Dame <laughs> like you could just tell was that was you that was in the first quarter yeah I mean I believe in the first quarter this is the well. first time I actually sat down and watched Cincinnati play to be honest mm-hmm. with you and so yeah. I was like yeah I, I see it let's go right um so yeah you can tell when teams are well coached no question yeah. about it uh, yep. Let's see here. DC says, "Can we skip summer and get straight to uh, September 5th already?" I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> Jul- I have a feeling July is going to be really. I'm like, okay, is it the 25th yet? Yeah, yeah I know, right? It's going to just take. God, it always is that way. Yeah. Like as a coach, I always felt that July uh, was was really it went by so fast. Because it was like that buildup, like the city, you had so much to do as a coach in July. I don't know if this way it was this way in high school because sometimes you guys started in July. Little, we normally yeah, started different. the first week of August, and July yeah. was just like that last, that last chance to just get ready. And and there was it was real stressful. And so then it would fly by. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now it's like because I'm not coaching, and July is just like, oh my gosh, can't, you know, there's nothing to going on. There's no camps. There's no recruiting really it's just oh my goodness gracious for me july was slow because it was the build-up to the season and it's like we can't really have practice but we can kind of play with the guys a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like i want to get to august like Mm -hmm. august was the finish line which is really the starting line but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah and i agree with Corey d Mm -hmm. on this one notre dame at fsu sunday night will be electric only Mm -hmm. game in town only game all day and it's a night game bring it on i Mm -hmm. cannot wait Mm-hmm. Uh, Sid Irish says Florida State will be will be uh, hungry. You best believe. Yep, yeah. I agree. Um, Big Jim, wow, I had no idea this kid could run like this. Plus mm-hmm. that, plus pops uh, an X Pro DB equals big time. Yeah, there, there's no question. I am very like I said, the difference in speed from sophomore year to junior year uh, w- was massive because he had control mm-hmm. of his body and the speed was so clear, so mm-hmm. clear. D-Rock FSU and Tally opening game. And for what I heard, plenty of recruits for SFU attending. It will be close. I don't think it will be. Look, this is not Florida State from six years yeah. ago, people. If that's a close game, I'm going to be a little concerned. A little, little bit concerned. Let's see here. Okay, do we have any more comments about recruiting? Yeah, no, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, not a whole lot um, as I'm oh. scrolling through here. Uh, D-Rock, Brian okay. and Vince, what did, what did the tea leaves say for any other commitments this July 4th weekend? I don't know of any that that I have been told about, okay? There was one that, that was going to happen this weekend, but there's some technical difficulties that are going to push that back a little bit. It's oh. nothing. It's not a problem. It's just, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Okay. But Tyler, uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Go as I say, Tyler's got one. He says, Mickens is a great coach. He should be able to teach Bellamy the technical side of things. Agree. Right? I agree with both agree. of those. Yeah. Yes. Agree with because both he, of those. He, Jaden Bellamy has the physical raw tools to be a good corner. He does. Right. He just has, there, there's just those little things. We're not expecting him to come in and start day mm-hmm. one. He's right. going to, it's, he's going to be a little bit of a project in that they've got to teach him some of those little things. Now, I think he's a good enough athlete where he's he's going to be able to learn that stuff fairly quickly mm-hmm. but that's just repetition repetition you know it, maybe it won't happen right away but does he have the capability to do it obviously the coaching staff thinks he does and I do as well just from watching his film and, and speed helps you overcome uh, maybe some early technical issues and and he has speed that's the other thing is like if you're not fast you you better be really sound fundamentally but he has some speed i have a, i have another one down here from bert because i can't tell from film does bellamy have the frame to accommodate the size needed to play safety if corner doesn't work out so okay first of all the the premise needs to change if he can't if corner doesn't work out he's not going to be good enough to play safety at notre dame right it just he's not it's does he have the frame to play safety if the need is greater there or there's a greater opportunity for him to get onto the field at safety. That's how it's going to work. And that's the question. I think that that is the one question our team has, you know, he's, he's got a, he's got a thin frame. And so there are some questions about, could he be a full-time safety or would he be more of a rotational safety that, you know, can do some good things. I think that is, that is the question. And, And as regards to ideal sizes, I don't think there really is an ideal size. They're going to take guys can play. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you have to do is, okay, can a guy hold up at that weight? But here's the deal. J- J- Jeremiah Usukoromoa could play and hold up at 215. There are other guys that can't, right? So part of it is about a player, but it's really comes down to w- what is the size and the frame, the body that you have to be able to, one, play with the force necessary in college to be successful, but number two, to be able to, to play through a whole year. There's been big guys that have struggled to stay healthy through an entire season. And there's been smaller guys that 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 can play through it, and you know. But I will say this: Notre Dame at each of those positions wants length, especially at corner. I mean, you just look at the guys that they're offering. This is one of the smaller corners that they've offered. Bellamy and Mickey are five eleven. That's small for what Mike Mickens normally goes after, and that's probably the shortest that the <laughs> that they would take. Now I've seen people list Jaden Bellamy at six one. I don't see six one on film. Uh, I see about five eleven, five eleven and a half maybe. But um, his frame is is on the thin side, so mm-hmm. I, I do think there's some legitimate concerns about can he play safety on a full time level. But what they like is even as a skinny kid, he arrives at the ball with force. That is something that they that they really like. I want to respond to one more question here, Vince. Mason says, I hope Morrison goes to Washington then so we can hopefully get more. More is a top 100 talent to me. Uh, first, I think or, they both it? are, but it's not an either or. Yeah. If they got, if Benjamin Morrison called Notre Dame tomorrow, they would take him, and there would not be a follow-up call to Devin Moore saying, hey, we're out of room. Right. And, and vice versa. There is no or. So you don't have to like one or the other. They would take them both. Right? And, and so, I mean, that's just – that's the way that it goes. Jacob Steely, don't forget to smash the like button, everybody. Appreciate that. Um, Tyler asked a question. So Mickey and Bellamy plus more Morrison, Pope, and Xavier. They aren't going to get that six. Right. I don't, I don't believe. But would they take that six? My understanding is yes, they would. Mm-hmm. And it's not actually as 
bad as you think from a number standpoint, because again, this is a team that is a eventually going to be either a four, two, five, or a three, three, five. So that's five DB spots. That's 12 players that you know gives you a solid two deep, especially when you consider that they came up very woefully short at safety for a couple of seasons. And I mean, all their, yeah, they've come up short on, on a couple of those DB positions in recent years. Matt has a, a good question. Don't buy into rankings a ton, but is it reasonable to say that Bellamy suffered being opposite Gould? If he had been the guy somewhere, do you think his rankings would have benefited? No, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I mean, we've seen kids from the same high school in the same secondary get ranked high. I, I think what it is is about, I think the question that's the questions that we talked about, right? More of a safety in a corner body, right? He's not playing corner. He's he he's, was playing safety this past year. I think the other thing that hurt him is you know not a lot of camps, right? I don't not the, I don't believe he was in any camps this summer. Maybe he went to a camp this summer, uh, but last year he wasn't in a lot of camps. I, I think that's part of it too. Changing changing schools, I think maybe factored into it as well. Not playing a ton of games this year, um, and but beyond that, I, I I that would just be my guesses. I have no clue why he isn't ranked higher, and I have, I'm no problem. No problem in being a three star. I mean, again, sure. Well, you ranked him as a three and a half, right? Right. Which is you know, I probably some of the position ranks I maybe have him a tad higher, but I'm okay with that. He's a kid that needs some development. Mm-hmm. He's a kid that needs some filling out, but he's an athletic kid, an instinctive kid, and that's something you can work with. Tommy Guns, Brian, not sure if you answered this yesterday. I don't believe so. Who is the better player between Nwampka and the safety from Gorman? I like Nwampka, personally, but they're both really good. You're talking about he's on my Zion branch. Okay. I, right. I believe they're, you're talking about Zion branch. Not Justin Rett, the underclassman. You're talking about Zion, Zion branch, correct? And Zion branch is the one that's headed potentially to Ohio State. Potentially, yeah. The, pe- people think that he's going to go to Ohio State, but right. it's, it's, not a, it's not a given. I, I like Xavier, but, I mean, they're both really good football players. Jason Rose says it feels like we're getting longer and faster in the secondary. When a guy like Jaden Bellamy and Jaden Mickey are considered small for your secondary, then you, yes, you're getting <laughs> Jason is absolutely right. I mean, Jaden Mickey right now is is going to be by far in a couple years their smallest corner. Now, JoJo Johnson is short, but if anyone has seen a picture of JoJo Johnson recently, JoJo Johnson is short, but he ain't small. <laughs> that dude is filling out. No question about it. Elijah Mills with a technique question here. So what are the benefits of backpedaling and playing the way Bellamy plays looking back at the ball at the corner position? You know, you know what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to get that video that Nick Saban has done on this. Nick Saban, okay. Nick Saban not only doesn't teach backpedal, he hates the idea of a backpedal. He thinks it's an unnatural movement. He thinks, and that's his big thing, is he thinks it's a very unnatural thing to do. The other thing is, is a lot, if you think, and he's actually, I kind of, where he's right here, uh, it's 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 more natural to kind of have that butt to the sideline, you know, kind of pedal that way because then you can just easily open up and run. Mm-hmm. You can easily drive inside and you can easily plant on that outside foot and drive downhill. If you really think about it, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember Champ Bailey doing a whole lot of backpedaling in, in the NFL, you know, because he played off coverage. He would kind of do sort of that hop thing too. Um, you know, but honestly, like anything else, it's just whatever your preference is. But Saban's argument is – it's just not a natural movement. I'll have to play that video one of these times in, in, in here, or I'll at least put the link to it where he explains in this video from like 15, 20 years ago. I mean, before his Alabama days, that's how long he's been anti-backpedal uh, where he just he just doesn't do it. They're either going to play off man with the, with the hop or they're going to press. Either one. Jonathan with the super chat. Thanks, my friend. We appreciate another one for the class, mm-hmm. boys. Let's go. Yep. Very good, very good. Yep. Moving my way back up to where we were. 
Uh, here we go. This class is going to be special. First time on your live show. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Welcome, Tommy. Burns. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah. It's good to have you. And as Brian said in our last show, once you comment, you are officially part of it. So mm -hmm. yes, you're now you officially part of the show. Now that that's just a joke to all the people who don't want to have their name out there. We're just giving no, our time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Coleman Smith, how does this commitment affect Jake Pope or Xavier's decision? It doesn't. They're, they're safeties, right? So yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So some clarity on the CJ Williams thing. Um, Somebody said that the Masons posted an announcement on Instagram, but it's his top group, not uh, a decision. Oh, okay. so, gotcha. yeah, that's why I was a little taken back by that because that would have flown completely in the face of what he had said recently about waiting till July, you know, later in July and August. Tommy Gunn says, uh, Where does Rule 76 come from? I feel like you should know this. You and feel like I should an know this? Immediately, there's an answer. Yes. Wedding Crashers movie. Yeah, I've no literally doubt. put the gif of or the gif of <laughs> Vince Vaughn and, and Owen Wilson on Twitter before. Tommy, come on, man. It's great. Uh, any news with Austin Asbury? Osbury. No, I mean, I think right now he's going to be. A, if they miss at guys that are on the board now, they would turn to him. I don't think he's a, on that same level as as what they're referring to. Nick Baker, what is your take on European recruits with more coming over each year? If a guy can play, he can play. Yeah, exactly. I don't care where you're from. Yeah. I mean, you can play, you can play. That's the way I look at it. Joseph says, you guys are on a roll today. Two shows, keep it up. We're trying. We are. We are <laughs> trying. <clears throat> Here we go. Jesse Ferguson says, does Bellamy remind you at all of Jamora Slaughter? Likes to hit, good speed, can play corner or safety. Little bit. I think Jim Morris was a lot more explosive than Jaden was. But uh, st style of play wise, Jesse, I, I could see that. Because remember, even as a safety in college, Jim Morris still looked, he had that real skinny corner build. You know, like I always felt like Robert Blanton was the corner, Jim Morris was the safety, but I always thought Robert was bigger than Jim Morris was, you know. And then, of course, Jim Morris looks small because he's playing behind Zeke, he's playing behind Harrison Smith one year, and then he's playing next to Zeke Mata the next. You know, uh, you know, in 2012 before he got hurt. So yeah, I and I actually thought Jamoris was a guy that could maybe get a shot at corner in college. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's some similarities. I think Jamoris was a little bit more explosive and a little bit more physical. I think Jamoris could have been a, a, an even better player if not for all the injuries. And I think losing him in 2012 early, I think they lost him in the Michigan game. Was it Vince Michigan Michigan State game early in the year? I think that hurt their defense a little bit. I, it, when you look at hurt him from the standpoint of playing against you know, maybe Bama where they would have been later in the year. My guy Connor checking in hardest working guys in sports media. Thanks gents. We try, we do, we try. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So he said top 16 and announcements coming in an hour and a half. I believe that announcement from what other people are saying is going to be, he's going to narrow his list from 16 down to a smaller group is Makes what sense. I would imagine it would be. Jermaine Berkeley. I hope that he's right. I hope, I hope he's right. I hope he does make a commitment because if, if, if he makes a commitment in the very near future, it's going to work out well for Notre Dame. Right. I just don't think that's what it is. Jermaine Berkeley says, any alarm bells that we don't have a 23 quarterback yet? No, not at all. Very early, Jermaine. And, and you know, I think the other thing, too, is I think Notre Dame is, is in a position where the guys that they want are, are big time national recruits. And so if you're going to, if you're going to do what they need to do, which is go after a stud, you know, my top guy, everybody knows who my top guy is. It's Dante Moore. But if you're not going to get Dante Moore 
you've still got to recruit other guys. So, you know, whether it's Arch Manning, who everybody loves to talk about, or, you know, some of the other, I mean, it's a deep quarterback class. If you're going to get one of those guys, then you need to be willing to play the long game. This isn't going to be like Tyler Buckner where they got on him super early. Yeah. The guys that they're going after, the guys that I think that they want, Dante Moore, Arch Manning, guys like that, you're not going to get them this summer unless one of them pulls a shocker. You got to be in it for the long game. And that means through the fall, get them on campus, things like that, which honestly, Jermaine, I think helps Notre Dame because, and here's what I mean by that. If Notre Dame does this season, what Vince and I think they're going to do offensively, which is going to be throw the ball more, get the ball outside more, things like that. I actually think that's going to boost their standing with those top players. And so when you look at a Dante Morning, he's thinking, do I want to run the offense that Ian Book ran? Probably not, right? I'd rather go run the, the offense at Ohio State or Clemson or a team like that is running. But if Notre Dame makes the changes that, I, that we believe they're going to make, mm-hmm. then it's going to become a lot more attractive offense to a top quarterback like a Dante Moore. Uh, so I actually kind of hope that it takes a while because if they, they could get a quarterback this summer, but it wouldn't be a guy that would be a needle mover. It would be a, it would be a, you know, good solid player, but it wouldn't be game changer, Dante Moore, that kind of guy. It just, it just wouldn't be that kind of guy. I hope I'm You're, wrong about that though, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Dante Moore calls and commits on Tuesday. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But I just, that's not, I don't I'll see I'll take that. Monday, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, D- D-Rock Irish says, doubleheader still means hit the like, share, and the subscribe notification button. As always, great intel from the IB hosts. Thank you, Brian and Vince. Thank you, D-Rock Irish, mm-hmm. for jumping in. We've got a couple more here. Uh, let's see. Took the pups on a walk, and you guys are still going. Love it. Much appreciation, Now, just guys. FYI, K-Mac, this is not a continuation of the previous <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> although it feels like more. it. It does. It really bit. does. It, it did does. not get much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. We got a couple more up here. To, uh, oh, if, did if I miss a couple? Vince. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'll uh, just kind of get to them quickly. Uh, Coleman Smith, what do you all think of the Osbury brothers? I think one is in this class, and they have a major interest in Notre Dame. Would you take one in 22? Would you take? Would you only take him if we miss on Nwankpa Pope? I like Austin Osbury, but I'd wait to see what they do with Pope and Nwankpa first. I think those two guys are better players. And, and I don't think Notre Dame, especially if they're able to get Devin Moore, needs to push to get a second safety in this class. I think with the guys that corner that they signed last year, they'd have seven corners in two years. Somebody's going to be moving to safety. right? And, and so I don't think they need to rush that, let that one play out. And I don't mean that in my way of letting it play out. I mean, you know, it's a little different manner. Um, I, I would wait. And I and if you can't get the second kid, if you can't get the younger brother by not taking the older brother, then I love the younger brother. He's a really good player, but Notre Dame's gonna be fine at linebacker. There's some really good players that are as good, if not better, than the than the young the younger brother. So, you know, neither of them are to the point where they are so good that you have to take one over to get the other. I mean, well, yeah, I was just gonna say Notre Dame should not be in a position where in order to get somebody, they have to take somebody else. Like that I mean, I mean it depends on how good that guy is, right? Sure. I mean, you know, I, I mean if I had to take a, a kid who I knew couldn't play for me to get Trevor Lawrence, I'm taking that flipping kid that can't play for me. You you know what I mean? Like that's a different story. Uh, yeah, you know, but too. no, to your point, not th- that particular situation is not that way. Like like the Tommy Brockermeyer, I would not have taken I would not have taken his other brother to get Tommy. I just I wouldn't have. Alabama wants to do that. Fine, I don't care. But I I, I didn't think he was that good that you needed to do that with. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get. Uh, Doug says sorry, getting in late. What, was this one of the must-have prospects? Do you think this kid is a gap closer? So uh, must-have no uh, gap closer. 
that's debatable, but still a really good pickup. I like this pickup. Not every pickup. It's like gap closer or why are they taking them? Yeah, that, it, that's not it. It's it, building the roster. This kid may not ever be a star, but he does have some tools that maybe he outplays his current ranking, Vince. I, I do think that. But this kid's a good football player, and this kid is a versatile football player, and that is a that is a very very important thing. Ryan Wheeler says, just started listening to you guys for the past month. Wow, awesome content. Go Irish. Thank I you. I did not see that one. I know. Thanks, I don't Ryan. know. what you're Because you're like, oh, my God, I'm so ready for bed right now. I've been on vacation last week. It's, eight, it's almost 8 o'clock. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I get it. Vince is like scrolling through your comments like this. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm exhausted. There's no lies there. Okay. We've no, got some now at the bottom. I don't know if you're still looking kind of in the middle that I may have missed. Yeah, yeah I'm right by Jermaine's question about 2023. Okay. Quarterbacks. Oh, I'm okay. scrolling down here. I think I'm getting a lot closer to where you are. Let me throw this one up here while you're looking. Jesse Ferguson says, out of Notre Dame's remaining defensive targets, who do you feel most confident will end up in committing? Oh, he got me. <laughs> who what? do you feel most confident in getting committing to the Irish? Well, I know you don't want to necessarily go. No, I mean, I can answer that in a certain way. Like, okay. who, am I, who am I most confident that they'll end up committing? We'll have to see. I would say I feel Notre Dame is in a really great, excellent position with Jalen Snead, right? Mm-hmm. Very excellent position. I think Notre Dame is a is in a very good position with Jake Pope. I feel Notre Dame is in a very good position with Devin Moore. It's just about whether or not he wants to commit this summer or not. If he commits this summer, I feel very good. I think they're battling for Xavier Nwankpa and Anthony Lucas. They're in a good place. But it, it's not going to be easy, and other teams are not backing down. So I think they're in it for all those guys. I think the only guy right now that I look at and say, I don't think they're going to get that guy is Benjamin Morrison. That's the only one I don't think they're going to get. But I think they're at least in the game for all those guys. I think right now Jalen Sneed, Jake Pope, and Devin, and Devin Moore are the three that I feel like Notre Dame has the best shot at getting and possibly getting this summer. So I think that's a fair way of saying it because I'm not saying they're going to commit to Notre Dame, but I'm saying that things are looking things are looking good on that one, in my opinion. So Matt says, uh, thanks for the shows today, guys. Envy you a ton. I love what you do, but it has to be a blast covering Notre Dame day in and day out. Thanks for all the great info every day. There's no question. I yeah. look, I was a fan first. I know Brian was a fan first. Uh, look, is it hard work at times? Sure, but at the end of the day, we get to watch football and we get to talk about football. And I mean, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I'd yeah. Be honest. Yep. Last two questions here or last three comments. These are these are great. Uh, here's a quick question. Sorry, I missed the sh- Notre Dame 2164. Sorry, I missed the show. I mean, we went almost four hours, man. So we tried to give you as much time as possible to get in the show and you still right. can make it in for four hours. But I'll <laughs> forgive you this once. Okay. I will go back and watch most definitely. Thanks for all the hard work. You are you are quite welcome. Um Mark one. Hi guys. I went from Lou to you. Thanks. That is, um, that is an honor. Ooh, that is an honor. That's a tough mantle Uh, right there. Yep. D rock says Vince needs a vacation (laughs) from his vacation. Uh, John a one says great news. Hopefully the rest of the secondary comes in to have the absolute top defensive class. That's the key right there. Right? So you got to get Jalen Sneed and you've got to, you've got to get more and you've got to get Pope and you've got to hopefully get in that to me is the key to having a, a great defensive class. And then if you get Anthony Lucas, it just sends it completely over the top. Uh, Vince uh, 2164 did miss you, by the way. Um, 
Seth Clark says, Coach, do you think that the Notre Dame staff is focusing on the bigger wide receiver practice this year because there's more of them in 2020? Seth, I would refer you back to the earlier show. We talked a lot about that in the earlier show and, and earlier this week. I, I do think there is something to that, but I don't want to say it's definitely that because we need to see how that class plays out. And then the last one, Corey D is no longer focusing on Marcus Freeman for being the head coach at Notre Dame. Corey D has given up on Marcus Freeman being the <laughs> next head coach at Notre Dame. He now wants Marcus Freeman to be the president. So Freeman 2024, uh, I'll be his VP. You know, I, I can, I can bring not? some policy issues there to the table. But uh, yeah, the Secretary no. of Education, I feel like I can make some moves there. That's partly what's made this offseason fun. Yes. Is you're seeing that side of the ball. And it's obviously Marcus Freeman leading the charge, but it's the re- the entire staff uh, doing what we've always felt Notre Dame was capable of. Right. That's the exciting thing. Like this is what I've been saying for so long. You saw it from Mike Elko in a very short period of time because my co- coach wasn't here that long. Right. Mm-hmm. But like you look at what he was able to do his short period of time. Think about who Notre Dame landed during Mike Elko's tenure. You know, like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, Myron Tungavaloa, uh, Bo Bauer, Shane Simon, Jason Adam Yola, Derek Allen, Houston Griffith, uh, Tariq Bracey, Kyle Hamilton was all but I mean, he committed. He was basically Notre Dame led for him mainly because of what Mike Elko did in a very short period of time. He recruited at a dynamic level, in my opinion. And then you've seen it with a little bit from Chip Long, you know, who, who didn't even have a necessarily great resume. We saw it from Tony Alford for some years. Harry Heastan did in the offensive line. When guys come in and guys put in the work and they, they don't back down from anybody, if you look at all those guys, they're all guys that said, I'm at Notre Dame. Why should I be afraid of Ohio State? Why should I be afraid of Alabama? Why should I be afraid of Georgia or Clemson or anybody else? The coaches have had that mentality and grind. They've all been successful in the recruiting trail. And then the ones that have some charisma, like Marcus Freeman has, on top of all those other things, uh, those are the guys that you that 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 you can take it to the next level. That's the exciting thing. That's why I think this summer's been a lot of fun, is because you're seeing that. You're seeing, like, see, this is what we thought all along. And Mark Fre- Marcus Freeman is uh, is showing us to be accurate. So that is exciting, and that's why I wanted to get that comment in because I thought that was a great mm-hmm. great comment. So mm-hmm. everybody, thank you so much for joining Vince and I for this doubleheader today. We barring now, look, we don't anticipate doing a show this weekend. As far as I know, there is not a show this week. That there is not a scheduled commitment this weekend. Doesn't mean that one won't happen. Yeah, but I'm not trying to like play games. I don't know of anyone that right now is planning on committing this weekend. So if that changes, we will do a show. But we plan on seeing you again on Monday. I hope that everybody has a safe, fun, exciting 4th of July weekend. I hope you enjoy just the festivities, being around family, the fireworks, all that kind of stuff. But stay safe. Be safe. And we will see all of you back here again on Monday. And, of course, the one thing you cannot forget to do this weekend is just because we're not doing the show, irishbreakdown.com. Check us out. So – For Vince, I'm Brian. Everybody have a great, great weekend.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.